Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. reading from Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I put my trust in you. Let me not be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Let none who look to you be put to shame. Rather, let those be put to shame who are treacherous. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are God of my salvation. In you I have trusted all the day long. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your steadfast love and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. You are gracious and upright, O Lord. Therefore, you teach sinners in your way. You lead the lowly in justice and teach the lowly your way. All your paths, O Lord, are steadfast love and faithfulness to those who keep your covenant and your testimonies. The word of the Lord. A gospel reading from the first chapter of Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you, my friends in Christ. Well, what is Lent? And why do we practice it anyway? It's a reflective time within the church in which we remember that time that Jesus spent in the wilderness. Often within Christian traditions that do practice Lent, there's a spiritual component to it, which could include giving up something or 
adding a spiritual discipline like prayer or reading a devotional or attending a weekly service. Lent actually comes from an Anglo-Saxon word, uh, lengthen, uh, lengthen uh, which means spring. It was this reflection when the days were getting longer here in the Northern Hemisphere that this season would begin a period of fasting which leads up to Easter. Which then brings the next question, well, Pastor John, I get this all the time, why isn't Easter always on the same day? Why, why can't it just be easy? Why can't it just always be the same weekend? It'd be so much easier to plan our lives around. Well, Easter is something called a movable feast because it's determined on the schedule of the moon. It's always celebrated on the first Sunday following the first Paschal full moon that occurs on or after the first day of spring. Got it? Okay. All right, so the Paschal full moon, what exactly does that mean? Well, the Paschal word is, it's from Aramaic, and that actually is uh, derived from the word Passover. And so when the Israelites uh, slaughter the Passover lamb, and then that final plague, which made Pharaoh relent and let the people go, that's where this comes from. And so in the writings of Paul, you know, Jesus is considered our Paschal lamb. You know, even as we look at the altar, there's a little lamb right here. We think of uh, Jesus as our Paschal lamb who forgives us our sins for our salvation. And so really the Feast of Resurrection often does coincide with Passover. Except this year, of course, when I'm trying to make a really obvious point for you. Okay, so thanks to a shorter Hebrew calendar based on the lunar cycles, in the Hebrew uh, tradition, there's an extra month that has to get added every once in a while uh, to keep up and keep pace with the seasons. So this year's Passover is the last week of April, and often Easter and and, uh, Passover coincide, but unfortunately this year they don't. However, we think about how that might be related to, uh, to the times and the ways that we celebrate Easter. So like I mentioned, and as you completely understood, right, the earliest possible date for Easter would be the first full moon after the first day of spring. So if we're doing some math, the earliest it could possibly be would be March 22nd. And that's pretty rare. It's actually the most unusual date to have Easter, uh, according to long-term averages. But the most common dates for Easter, and I know it feels like it's really early this year, but today, uh, this year's Easter is on March 31st, and this is actually one of the two most common days for Easter to be, March 31st or April 16th, which will be in another couple of years, it's going to be on April 16th. All right, so when I'm talking about Lent, I think there's also a few misconceptions about it, and, and maybe a little bit of education would help here. Okay, for one, Lent is not just for the Catholics, okay? All right, yes, we get a lot of our, our tradition of Lent from the Catholics. Hooray. However, uh, most liturgically-based traditions, like us Lutherans, also claim and observe Lent. However, in my experience, and perhaps you've also noticed this, Maybe some of you had the cross on your forehead on Ash Wednesday and you went out into the world and people were like, whoa, what's that all about? Are you Catholic? And you had to explain, no, you had to, you had to talk a little bit more about why that was part of your tradition. I've noticed, especially when I have uh, worked with other chaplains in the, uh, in the National Guard, many of them come from denominations that are non-denominational or Baptist and Lent is not universally practiced by all of them. 
And so I almost, I almost was actually, um, I got asked to help on Ash Wednesday by one of the Baptist chaplains who doesn't practice Lent. He's like, I'm, I don't know what to do. Like I, like, I don't know how to do the ashes the right way to make the cross. Like, I'm like, it's okay. I can help you out. So he asked if I could come help in his unit. Uh, but then before I needed to come, he actually got our Catholic chaplain to be able to come and help him. I, but I, I, was, I was really struck by that, like how something so common within our tradition isn't necessarily practiced by all Christians. But I do think part of the reason is one of the most dominant Christian groups in our society, if they aren't going to practice Lent, perhaps that's why there's so many questions about it. So even here in a Lutheran church, maybe we have a few questions too. Uh, we, we don't need to overthink it. That's the good thing. Uh, Lent is measured by the 40 days, plus all the Sundays, little mini Easters, little hallelujah breaks. Oh, I'm not supposed to say hallelujah. Sorry. Okay, that's one of the traditions of Lent. You're not supposed to say that word that I just said twice, okay? All right, forgive me. <clears throat> we're good, thank you. Oh, she just absolved me. Ah, I feel so much better. Okay, so we're not supposed to say that during, during Lent. And if you do, thankfully there's grace and you're okay. All right, but we don't need to celebrate. Uh, we, like part of this season is being uh, penitent and thoughtful and reflective. And so uh, really, because we take out those Sundays, it's, it's like 47 days, but that's really not, the, it's kind of confusing. And 40 is a really, really good biblical number. Like if you see the number 40 in the Bible, you should be like, whoa, something interesting is about to happen here. Okay, so what, where do we see the, the number 40? Well, we see it in the flood, we see it kind of throughout some of the Old Testament stories. We see it in the, in the story that I mentioned about the, the wilderness, of, of um, the 40 years in the wilderness after Moses uh, leads the people into the wilderness. That's how long that they spend uh, until they enter the promised land. And of course, with Jesus in the reading today, Jesus gets driven out into the wilderness by the Spirit, and that's how long he spends. He spends 40 days, the longest time out possible. The kids were like, that's amazing. Um, so like, this is a really important number. And 40 and the symbolism behind it is meant to get our attention because something new is about to happen. At the conclusion of this long period of time, something transformational, new life comes out of this. So Lent is really our chance then to, to take on this intentional time, to observe that time, to really prepare our own hearts for what is to come when eventually we get ready for Easter, okay? So to take on different forms of spiritual di disciplines will help us. But I think about how anytime we might be trying to take on a new discipline, think about in our lives like, hey, I'm going to try doing this thing. There might be a little bit of Trial and error. There might be some times where we come up short, we make mistakes, we don't fully do it the way that we thought we were going, going to. And so when we take on new disciplines, it's important to set parameters. It's important to have some expectations. We might even value having someone to help us have some accountability. And as Jesus enters this wilderness, I think this is a way for him to get ready for this difficult ministry that's to come. You know, he takes this time away. He goes, he's alone. He prepares for the mission at hand. And when he returns, in Mark's gospel, John the Baptist is then arrested and there's no waiting around. Mark is telling this story with urgency. The kingdom of God is near. 
So the next thing that Jesus does is he starts to gather up his disciples. And his disciples, they need to get trained. They need to be prepared to help lead the way. And I can't even imagine how unsettling that must have been. That they're following this new teacher and they're participating in a ministry that's never been done before. And the disciples are truly completely blind, trusting in the guidance of Jesus to help them figure out just exactly what are they doing. And so here it is. Following the way of Jesus, especially when it comes to exploring our own spiritual disciplines, it can be challenging. We might feel unprepared. It can feel like doing a trust fall and counting on others to be able to help us along the way. Uh, a trust fall. You, you guys are familiar with those. Um, it's, it's like this. Fall, and we're just, it'll be an exercise in building trust between one another. So Harrison, if you don't mind going first, uh, step up here on this chair and close your eyes. All right, and then everybody fill in, and we're going to ask you to fall, and then they will catch you. So you have to trust us. So I'm going to count to three. Just relax and fall, okay? One, two, three. No, wait, no, no! I felt bad for the leader because what did he forget to do? Which way to fall, right? Why do you think the guy fell forward? Because he wasn't told. And you, if you notice, the leader is like standing in front of him. So like it's, it's not necessarily obvious which way everybody's around him because he's told to close his eyes. We're assuming that Harrison knew which way to fall. We're assuming that he knows the directions. But the leader didn't fully prepare him to succeed in that task. Now, he thought he had. He'd assumed that everyone knew what to do. All the people behind them, they knew what to do. They were all staggered. They were all ready to catch him. They knew, they'd done trust falls before. The guy that he asked to do the trust fall had never done a trust fall. So he didn't know that it was like forward or backwards. He just was ready, hey, just listening to the instructions. Lent can be that way too. What do we do? Are we supposed to do something? Is it bad if we don't do something? You know, if you've heard about giving up something for Lent, whether that's chocolate or social media or alcohol or meat, I mean, these are all parts of a spiritual discipline that can help us get closer to God. But they're not the only way. So if you do one of those activities or behaviors, great, good for you. This is an important way for us to be connected to God, but it's not the only way. You know, a few years ago, the Pope, right, and I was talking about how Catholics aren't the only ones who celebrate Lent, but sometimes it's really important for us to reflect on the ways that we can, we can learn from our Catholic brothers and sisters. The Pope shared a really, just a foundational Lenten reflection, and I've quoted it before, but it bears repeating and he's talking about fasting and how when we refrain some, from something, what our true motivation was to do it. And so he says this, do you want to fast this Lent? He says, fast from hurting words and say kind words. He said, fast from sadness and be filled with gratitude. 
He said, fast from anger and be filled with patience. Fast from pessimism and be filled with hope. Fast from worries and have trust in God. Fast from complaints or complaining and instead contemplate simplicity. Fast from pressures and be prayerful. Fast from bitterness and fill our hearts with joy. Fast from selfishness and instead be compassionate. Fast from grudges and instead be reconciled. Fast from words, be silent and listening and listen. Depriving ourselves from things might not change our hearts towards how we love and care for others. It can if we have the proper motivation and be connected to God. But looking at this list, is there a spiritual discipline that we could focus on? Is there one of these that the Pope lifts up that we know that perhaps we've neglected, that our heart might be directed towards? Write it down. You can do it right now if you want. Write it down on a bulletin. Go home, write it in a journal. I always, if you see me in a meeting and all of a sudden I whip out my phone and start typing, I'm usually still paying attention. Um, Sometimes I'm taking notes. Write it on your phone. I wrote mine on a sheet of paper today. You might want to write it down and put it on your fridge. Put it next to where you're working. Put it where you're going to see it first thing in the morning. But the one I thought was most important for me was fasting from words and instead be silent and listen. There is always value to the way that we're able to hear and perceive what is going on around us. I know how important it is for me to intentionally listen. And especially during this season of reflection, as we wait for Easter, we wait to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus who died for our sins as an act of grace and love. Remember that that's what this is all pointing towards. So be graceful with yourself. Be kind and be forgiving to others. Be loving when our hearts might be inclined towards anger or hate. We are not in the wilderness alone, but we are actually surrounded by helpers. Lent is about our attitude and how we put our trust in God. And we know that Christ is there to catch us when we fall around us on all sides because we are there for each other. We are there to help catch each other when we fall to. Amen. Amen.